0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Paris, France with my new friend Nikki Wong of thewaysbeyond.fr. Nikki came to Paris to pursue her MBA and fell in love with the City of Lights. She loves how it's the city of the past, present, and the future, with a combination of remarkable history and nonstop change. In this episode, Nikki and I talk about the Church of sacre how to visit museums for free, and the Paris Fashion Week. you hear about these three interesting stories and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Paris. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash Acorns to start saving today. Hey Nikki, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Lee. Nice to meet you through the program. I'm I'm so happy that you think about Paris. It's so touched because Paris miss you guys.
0: <laughs> I know that when I reached out to you about joining the podcast, I just had a dream of going back to Paris because that was actually the first international travel that my wife and I did and we brought our son and it just holds such a special place in our heart. There's such an amazing feel when, when I've been to Paris. In America, there's a lot of kind of negative thoughts about the French. Oh, they, they're, they're stuck up or they're mean to Americans or whatever. But realistically, like when we were there, we had such a wonderful time. We were there for about 10 days. The only bad time I actually had was I was feeling a little homesick and I wanted a little taste of, a, of American food and went to the McDonald's by the Louvre. And they were completely rude to me there. But other than that, it was absolutely amazing the entire time.
1: But next day you come, you you can you can taste something a little bit better than the McDonald's next to the Louvre <laughs> because right now we have five guys. It's supposed to be a better version of McDonald's, but I mean they are dif- totally different, and we have a lot of burger as well. It's become a very trendy thing in Paris. <laughs> so next time you come, you don't need to go to McDonald's. I can show you some good burger places as well.
0: Oh, that sounds fantastic. So what's your connection to Paris? And like, how did you get there? Obviously, when people listen to your sounds, you don't sound very French.
1: By nationality, I am French now. But actually, I was born in Beijing. And I grew up in a very international family. My biological father lived in Japan. My aunt and my grandma live in Australia, and my uncle live in the United States. So I knew from when I was a child, I knew I will go out. I will go to another country, maybe to study. So this is exactly what I did. I went for um, a master's degree. I went for MBA. And at the moment I apply for my MBA, I think, let me go to a continent. There's no family member. Totally free. So Europe. I have no family member here. And I remember when I was young, I, I look at some calendar. There are some picture of Switzerland, France, Italy. I was like, it's so pretty. It's just too beautiful to be true or even real. So I have such a fantasy about Europe. And that's how I choose to come to Europe to do a master's degree. Eventually, I choose a HCC, this very good business school in France. And because Paris is a, is a paradise type of place, this is how I came here. I've been here more than 10 years now. So
0: what's like the main thing that keeps you there? Obviously, you went here for school. It's very beautiful and everything like that. But what's the thing that keeps you in Paris?
1: I think what
0: touched me very
1: much is I feel like Paris, when you see the old part of Paris, you can really realize Paris is a very old city. And they have such a remarkable history that influenced the whole world. But at the same time, it's also a city of the present, also a city of future. It's never stopped evolving. And... The way French people, they preserve their history and also preserve their famous art of living is something very unique to me. And I feel they have really depth. They also have a lot of freedom and they have a lot of style. It's like a revelation for me. Totally convinced me to, to settle down.
0: When we were there in Paris, my wife was definitely trying to get me to get a little more of the trendier clothes that, that they have there, <laughs> you know, trying to upgrade my wardrobe. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. They are so stylish.
0: So when we visited, we were there, I would say, like kind of the end of April, beginning of May uh, during our first visit. It was kind of at the tail end of, of spring and the gloominess or the rain was, was just ending. And so we had, we had some pretty good days, but also a couple that were, were quite rainy and gray. What's the weather like throughout the year? And if people are planning to visit Paris, what time of year should they plan their visit?
1: I think actually May is the best time because May is still considered as a shorter season. From June to summer, the weather will be really good. But of course, there will be more tourists. Actually, for me, from late April to early November are all good seasons. They're good for different reasons. Because raining is something you can have kind of all the time in Paris, but it's not like every day. Occasionally it rains, April, May, even July, it happens. But sometimes the rain in Paris gives you another type of feeling, give you another type of very romantic feeling. As long as it's not like huge rain, it will be fine. And in terms of weather from April to early November, it's kind of mild weather. So I, I always suggest people to come during this entire month is not to come to the exactly the peak season, but a little bit shorter season, like October, November, September, actually May and September. That is the best in terms of weather.
0: Okay. Are there certain festivals or events that happen throughout the year that people should kind of plan their trip around?
1: Yeah, there are so many festivals. I mean, uh, that's what Paris is famous for, of course. For example, we have Fashion Week. There are so many people come for Fashion Week, but Fashion Week, they, are, they happen every couple of months. For example, January and February, there's supposed to be the Fashion Week starting from men, and then haute couture, and then women. And it repeats in the autumn season. So September, October, they they have another round is for the next season. And then Roland Garros by the end of May until early June. And we have the great music festival called Rock on Seine. It's happened every August. So FIAC is one of the most important contemporary art festival. It's happened in October and then Paris photo is happening in November. So you can see whole year long. There is a
0: festival each single month and sometimes multiple festival per month. <laughs> so pretty much anytime you plan on coming, you're going to find something amazing that's happening in the city of Paris.
1: Yeah, I can really say that there's never one month. There's no happening. Not just impossible. Every month they have different happening. I think the country also kind of strategically planned everything to evenly spread all the international festivals throughout the year. Anytime you come, there's something.
0: Yeah, that's smart planning. So when people are, are coming, say, from, from the U.S., they're going to fly into the major airport there, the Charles de Gaulle, correct? Yes, that's a major one. Okay. And then like, I know when we flew, we flew on using American miles on Iberian airlines, and we flew through Spain to avoid flying through London because when you're redeeming miles and you fly through London, they're going to sock you with some heavy fees on your, on your, on your tickets. So we avoided at London for that purpose. And when we arrived at Charles de Gaulle, uh, what's the best way to, to get from the airport to the city? Should you rent a car, take public transportation? Take an Uber. What, what's the best way?
1: I, I have to say one thing. I have to really emphasize on one thing. Don't rent a car in Paris. Don't, don't drive a car in Paris in general. That's a nightmare. That's a total nightmare. It's, <laughs> first of all, it's no need. There's absolutely no need to rent a car in Paris because Paris is not designed for cars. Paris is designed for subways, bikes. Now we have more and more bike lanes and walkers. There's a lot of one-way roads, and they change all the time. And parking is disaster. You don't find free parking on the street. Well, it takes you maybe 40 minutes to find one, and then the underground parking lot can cost you a fortune. So the streets are very narrow, so there's absolutely no need to rent a car. From Chateau, Huasi to the city center, there's a two-way, I think is uh, the really handy. One is just take public transportation. We have a public transportation system called RER. You take RERB and this RER lead you directly to the city center. I mean, it won't lead you to exactly where your hotel is located, but you can, once you get into the cities, the territory of Paris city center, you can change to another subway. Easily to reach your wherever you are. So that's the beauty of the Paris subway system. It it's lead you really literally to anywhere within the city. Or you can take a Uber because now the price is fixed, so the driver cannot screw you. <laughs> because it happened all the time before Uber was invented. If you take a normal taxi before, you can really get a big bill in the end. Like 100 to 100 euro bill. But Uber fixed the price to, according to the distance of, of course, if you live outside Paris, it's more expensive. If inside Paris, I think it's around 45 to 50 euro. If you take a, just a, take a subway RB, it's like 10 euro, something like that.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I remember when we were there, it was uh, my wife, me, uh, my son, and my mother-in-law. And one thing that I I really liked is that we bought a train pass. And from what I remember on the pricing, it was kind of like uh, circles of Paris, kind of like a dartboard. And based on the regions, as long as you stayed within kind of the, the center, it was all included for one price. But if you wanted to go out to like Paris Disneyland, or what's the name of that place? The, the big castle that's off outside of- The Versailles. If you want to go to Versailles, then that was outside of like the one, two or three zones. And then you just had to pay a little extra on that day for, for going uh, outside of where your normal passes. And so I really appreciated that being able to buy the pass and being able to, to go anywhere we wanted to go within the city without paying, you know, a lot of extra money.
1: Exactly. Because the public transportation system is very advanced. Really, I've been to London, New York, and I've been to different big cities. I still feel like the public transportation in Paris is really sufficient, and it's very e- efficient and effective as as well. But let's say, let's be honest, Paris is much smaller than London or
0: New York, for example. I will say this. One of the days we did rent a car uh, because I wanted to go out to see Normandy, the uh, the beaches of Normandy and everything. And we were trying to take a train, but uh, it was actually May Day. And so a lot of the facilities were shut down. So we had to rent a car. It was a wonderful time. I mean, a very emotional experience for me to go out there to the beaches of Normandy and see, you know, where everything happened and just see all the, all the graves and to see the the beaches there. It was very powerful. But one thing that on the way back, we were trying to find a, a gas station. We could not find a gas station at all anywhere in Paris. And we were stuck on, on the loop around the Arc de Triomphe trying to get around <laughs> there. Oh my God. It was like, it was like the, the National Lampoons movie when he's driving in London and, and going around and around and, and like stuck in the circle. That was me. So yeah, definitely don't drive in Paris.
1: I'm so sorry for that experience because, you know, for Parisian <laughs> Arc de Triomphe, the roundabout over there is a killer. It's just impossible to drive there. <laughs> it is, for Parisian, this is uh, something you have to avoid because it's so complicated. The car coming from it seems they come from all direction and go to all direction. It's uh, it's really a mess. <laughs> but if the tourist, if the traveler plan to go a little bit outside Paris, for example Normandy, for example the Loire, the Valley de Loire, and if they go to a Champagne, the region who produce Champagne. They need to rent a car. That's no choice because between uh, one yard to one yard, there is no transportation at all. So if you plan to go outside Paris, you need to rent a car. If you plan to stay inside Paris, no need to rent a car.
0: Okay. Now, obviously, Paris is known for a lot of historical monuments, you know, Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, like we talked about, you know, the Champs-Élysées, the Louvre, uh, the museum with all the just amazing artwork. There's so many amazing things that are there that obviously, you know, everybody kind of knows about. Do you have any tips for, for the listeners as far as maybe how they can skip the line or save a little bit of money when they're visiting these icons?
1: First of all, I think I can give two advices. One is there is something I think you already mentioned. There is a city pass. I think the traveler can buy this type of city pass in the Chateau Airport and also in the Paris tourism office in the center of Paris. I think maybe you can also buy them at different metro station or train station. And within this pass, you can have cheaper tickets. For the big monuments, like a Louvre, a Musée d'Orsay, Versailles, and some other monument, I have to check. This pass also gives you the metro tickets as well. So this is the city pass is one good way. The program changes sometimes. So I have to check for the, the very precise information.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes so that way people can look it up.
1: Yeah. And another thing I would like to say is there are a lot of museums belong to the city museum, which is managed by Paris government. So these museums are free. It's completely free. It's not Louvre, but it's equally interesting, I would say. So I always want to make a big difference between low cost and free, because there are museums, which is Financially supported by the government, so to make access to whomever who love history, art, culture is uh, is uh, something supported by the government. For example, in the free museum include the Petit Palais, which is a dazzling, massive palais from the nineteenth early twentieth century, and Museum of Modern Art of Paris. You can see the biggest artists in the world they are all free. And no matter you are foreigner or you are local, the permanent collection are free. So these museums, you can check the Paris Museum website. You can have the full list of this free entrance museum, which is also a very valuable tip for the traveler. And also, let's say the Museum of Modern Art, on this huge terrace, you'll have the most magnificent view onto the Eiffel Tower so it's an amazing experience
0: and it's free Yeah I love I love free especially when I'm traveling with me and my wife and two kids the costs add up very quickly Exactly and these places are just
1: free because it's uh, supported by the government it's not privately owned
0: So I know a couple other things that are popular when people come visit Paris Obviously, the Moulin Rouge is a you know one of the things that you can explore as you as you're cruising around the streets, and then also the the Church of Sacre uh, like you mentioned from like the MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art. I remember going up there. Obviously, first of all, the the Church Sacre Church, or in a, in English, the Sacred Heart, was really amazing itself, but also it had sweeping views of the city as well because it's it's situated on top of a hill. And it's definitely something that, that people should go and visit and walk around the the streets there too. Because uh, for what I remember up there on the church, it's more of a, a non-touristy kind of area to walk around and, and just maybe sit at a cafe or, or relax and enjoy yourself a little bit.
1: Exactly. You, you said it all. (laughs) You, you really know that part of Paris, the Montmartre Paris. The Montmartre part of Paris is such a charming. It's like a village and still remain a village. And they have such a legendary history when all the artists like Picasso, like all these guys, they work in a very shabby, uh, workshop in the Montmartre. But this part of their history, and right now you can still meet a lot of artists. They paint on the street, and you can uh, some of the old home of the these artists now become a museum. The charm of the old days remains. That I feel like they remain unchanged. So that's a feeling you want to, you know, seduce so many tourists, so many travelers in Paris, including Parisian, we ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I our trip was literally nine years ago. I remember like it was yesterday. It was like it made such an impression on me. Again, that's why I was so happy to have you on. One thing that Paris is also really known about is is just amazing food. And there's there's wonderful tastes all over the world, but just the meals, uh the French meals are, are just something that are kind of world renowned for amazing food. What are some of your favorite places that people should should stop by when they when they're visiting Paris to get that real French experience?
1: I want to introduce a concept in Paris, which is um, especially also due to the fact it's very price friendly. The concept is called bouillon. What is bouillon? Bouillon is a soup. If you literally translate this word into English, it's called soup. This concept is created in the nineteen in the middle of nineteenth century. The first idea is to serve just one dish. One meat dish with a soup to the working class. Good quality meat, but just one dish and with a very good soup to the working class. But that concept got so popular. So the buyung as a restaurant become booming. So eventually the buyung not only serve one dish, but one set of dish, but short menu. And today this bouillon restaurant still exists. And they still keep the original idea, like offering high quality, but small priced, very reasonably priced uh, the food. The thing is, they run all day long. They don't have any stop. The service continues all day long. You can have like a main dish for less than 10 euro. You can have the entree for less than 5 euro. And normally, this type of bouillon have uh, amazing decoration. So this is one concept which is really appreciated
0: by whomever. Do you have any recommendations for if we wanted that kind of experience? What's the name of a restaurant for that?
1: There are three very famous Bouillon restaurants in Paris. And one is called Bouillon Chatier. It's located in the very center of Paris, in the second district of Paris. But the problem is it's very busy. And I suggest, especially the, the traveler come from United States before you adjust your jet lag, you go there. You can eat there at 5 PM. That's before everyone came. You can sit in the very old high ceiling and beautiful decorated restaurant. and you can eat a meal like within fifteen euro and the the, the waiters still serve the meal, provide a service in a, in an old-fashioned way, and they will write a menu on the on the napkins or something. On the paper, it's really like a movie. And this is one, another one called Bouillon Pigal. It's in Pigal area. It's the downhill of Montmartre area. Another one called Bouillon Hassin, which is the newest one. If you want to have some very typical Parisian experience without spending a lot of money, and check
0: Bouillon. All right. Yeah. No. We we'll definitely add those uh, to the, the show notes so that way people can can get that experience. What are some of your other favorite restaurants that, that people should try out while they're visiting?
1: There are several area in Paris. There's several neighborhood in Paris. There's so many restaurants. That's just like I can give you some. Name of the street that you can find food from, of course, French food, but also food from worldwide. So that type of streets give you uh, so many choices. If you like French food, you can easily find French restaurant. You can find any type of restaurant. It's the world gastronomy and without spending too much. One of the, this street is called the uh, Rue Faubourg uh, Saint Denis. Another one called Rue Petite and these are the very famous streets in Paris, where where you can find so much so much food. And if I can have one suggestion, like personally I like a lot, is in the second arrondissement, second district. There is a very tiny street called Rue du Nil, and the, in this street, one boss. He is also a star chef. He owns four restaurants. These four restaurants one is a Michelin one star, another one is a street food, selling burgers and so on, another one is a wine bar, the fourth one is a wine shop. So, actually, this famous chef owns four of them. So, typically, the traveler can begin from a glass of very good wine and eventually they can decide to go to a, a street food or go to a Michelin star restaurant. So what I want to say here is the good quality, a good, amazing experience, it doesn't matter how much you pay. You can pay small, you can pay decide to pay very high, it's your choice, but there is something for all the budget and with the top quality.
0: One of the things that I remember when we were there in Paris was that crepes were very popular, not just in America, a lot of times you find a crepe and it has like Nutella on it and you know that's you know, fairly basic or like you know, sugar, but... A lot of these shops, they have just all these variety of concoctions of ham and cheese. And and I had some with chicken and all these other different things. There's all these different flavors that they they mix together with the crepes, almost like a walking around food that you can eat while you're exploring the city. That was pretty amazing. And and again, very economical uh, way to eat and enjoy the the city. On another experience, I was there with my buddy David, and we went to the Tour de Argent.
1: Yeah, that's a famous one. That's a very expensive one. Yeah, well. it, was,
0: it was incredibly expensive. And me, what I did is I paid for our flights and a lot of our hotels using my miles and points. And in exchange, David paid cash for you know all of our meals <laughs> and everything like that. So I, I think I got the better deal. We both got a great deal out of it, but I think I got the better deal. But yeah, we had uh, several courses of duck. The restaurant itself was absolutely gorgeous. And it was right on the Sand River overlooking the, the, the Church of Notre Dame. And obviously, the, we're recording this, they're still rebuilding the, the church because of the fire that happened. But it was a, just an amazing setting, being there, overlooking the the river, overlooking the, the church, uh, while just eating some, some just incredible food. It was You couldn't have asked for a better experience.
1: Exactly. I didn't mention this type of restaurant because not everyone um, is ready to pay for such a budget but to django is definitely will be a memorable experience and also there is a cartoon i think it's, a, i don't remember which company who did this cartoon film which which is a very popular film called ratatouille there's a little mice the little rat let's say little mice who whose home is behind the kitchen and this little mice observe the chef Working all the day, and they, he, he decided to become a chef and he learned <laughs> how to cook in Tudajan. Oh, really? I didn't
0: realize that was the same place. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, this is this place. And this is a kind of like a small
0: legend from this place, Tudajan. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I can sit here and spend the next probably four hours talking to you about Paris because I love the city so much. But I have to be respectful of your time and the listeners. Uh, so it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Paris, where should they go and what should they eat?
1: I have a very it's not a golden advice, but it's advice from my heart. I strongly suggest a, one restaurant called La Coupeau. This restaurant, it was a famous place for old artists in the Montparnasse area and, and artists and, and all the celebrities in the um, 20s and 30s in Paris, I mean long time ago, like 100 years ago. This restaurant is a gathering spot of Hyman Way, Man Ray, Fitzgerald, Picasso, Chagall, everywhere, jo- Joseph Baker, Henry Miller, all of these guys. So when these people gather in Paris, that was the heyday of uh, the, the Paris artistic uh, years. And as we can imagine, these type of places nowadays must be very expensive. If we think in the normal logic, it has to be a legendary place with this dazzling decoration. Has to be expensive. But on the contrary, there is a two way to eat there without spending a lot of money. One is the, the breakfast. The breakfast is range from 4.5 euro until 13 euro. And lunch is 19.5 euro 19 euro and including Saturday so it's so reasonably priced and you enter you can really see yourself you can imagine the scene you can imagine the scene like 100 years ago with all these big artists and they hang out there and they dance there and even Patti Smith several years ago when Patti Smith came to Paris for a show she just ate here and she just play the guitar on the terrace like totally improvised so I strongly recommend La Coupole in the Montparnasse area you can really enter this legendary place still so much so so well decorated it's like art deco to enjoy a very casual and really reasonably
0: priced breakfast or lunch sure it sounds like it takes you back uh, back in time takes you back in time exactly. So now that you've been in, in Paris for about a decade, what's one of your most memorable stories of being there?
1: So I have a very memorable and funny story about Paris. Is you remember, since two years we have some yellow vest protest every Saturday in Paris, and especially in the Place de la Republique. And this is yeah, they come every Saturday to you know to protest to give their the ideal the image of the country and for me this is something not so positive to Paris but I have clients and to my surprise they ask me can you show me yellow vest (laughs) what you you want to meet some yellow vest protester they say yes show me where they are and I say seriously, you, you, want, you want to see or you want to join a, a protest? You see, I think it's an experience. So I brought them to, to Place de République and they took a picture with a protester. And eventually the protester who wear a yellow vest, just very friendly. They just wave and smiling to, and pose together with the with tourist. And I think it's very funny. But the even funnier thing is after a few days, by chance, I read article from, I don't remember, it's Time Out or another magazine, which is very, very famous. They list join a protest or watch one become a Parisian experience. So it's like it's getting official, even Time Out, right? It's <laughs> top 10 ex- Paris experience so I, I just thought it's so funny and I just thought like Paris have such a magic to turn anything into an entertainment and into an art of living it's, it's just very funny to me
0: yeah it's amazing how things work out
1: <laughs> yeah and it's work out in a totally different way
0: absolutely okay when you think of Paris you know it just brings a smile to my face and when I think of happy times I'm always looking for like the happiest happy hour. Where should we go for happy hour drinks in Paris?
1: I have uh, three places in my mind. They are happy in different way. One place called Istre is spelling I-S-T-R. Their happy hour is not drink, it's oyster. They sell this freshly delivered oyster from Brittany area from 6 p.m. I think to 8 p.m. is one euro, one oyster. So it's only one euro. And this is a very happy hour for the people who like oyster because they sell oyster with a happy hour price like one <laughs> euro. So this is for oyster. And another bar, which is not a very far from Montmartre, from the, the Holy Heart, the Sacre Coeur, is called Café du Gomez. It's in English, it's Coffee of Commerce. This is old name of the area might be uh, historically come from commercial guy who, who built coffee. Their happy hour lasts very long. The happy hour lasts from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. sometimes to 10 p.m. And their happy hour the cocktail is around 6 euro. You you have to know now the cocktail in Paris is around 15 euros. So 6 or 7 euro depends on which one you take sounds very appealing and their drink their beer i think is around 3 or 4 euro and this is a very nice place it's a very lively and lot of young people it's it's cool it's uh, you know it's not like a, a crowded but um, a common place this this place is is a lot of charm and they do a very
0: long happy hour as well Now, one of the things I always do when I travel also is I always look for, like, the best local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Paris?
1: I like a pizzeria called Louis Louis. Louis Louis is a pizzeria owned by real Italian. So when you are there, you can can hear all the conversation in the kitchen is Italian. So that's already very uh, uh, assuring. And Louis Louis, their pizza is very reasonably priced. It's from 9 euro to like 15 euro. It's gastronomy pizza from a real Italian chef in a very nice, really like a little bit Nordic, Scandinavia style decoration. Because I'm fond of decoration and I pay a lot of attention to decoration. But of course, decoration will not. It's not the the focus of the restaurant the food is always a focus of restaurant but if you can go to a place you can have amazing food and you have pretty decoration. Is that would be even better and the one thing louis louis is doing i think is really cool and smart is even during the the covid they make a very fresh frozen pizza which people can order online and been delivered and even their frozen pizza is, is amazing. Definitely not the type of frozen pizza you buy from supermarkets, <laughs> because they are, they are freshly made by the Italian chef. They're around five, six euros. So they are really a cool place with a very uh, moral in terms of pricing.
0: That's a great deal. Obviously you're an international person, born in China, you know, living in France, you have family all over the world. You must have some great travel tips. What's one of your best travel tips?
1: If I'm talking to a person who, who is traveling to Paris, this is advice I always give. I hope they dress properly. I think you mentioned something like your wife decides to upgrade your, your wardrobe. I mean, dress properly in Paris is, is not only about image thing. Eventually, after so many years of living here, I eventually understand it's not only about image. It's not only about, it's not at all about snobbish. It's about being confident in yourself, being different and taking care of self. So I think Paris, they treat people who dress properly nicer than a very obviously it's just a tourist with a, with a shirt and shorts. I don't know if it sounds weird, but I think it's a, it's a real piece of advice to dress properly, to show the best side of you, even if you are traveling.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a normal thing, right? Where if somebody's dressed and respecting you know, your culture, respecting the, the dress code that you have at the restaurant or in the museum or wherever, they're gonna treat you a little bit nicer just because it shows that you're putting in a little bit more effort. I think also one of the things I think is a great travel tip for Paris when we're talking about restaurants and everything else is sometimes just going to a market and getting some takeaway food, uh, whether it's uh, like a baguette some meats and some cheeses and and some other uh, maybe some drinks and sitting in a park that's one of the things i think a lot of people kind of miss about going to paris is obviously there's fantastic restaurants but also just getting that more of that local experience and sitting down and just taking a breather for a second and enjoying the scenery
1: exactly the market culture in paris is uh, is really even become a culture you see i use market culture as 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 a word Paris love market and going to buy grocery, flour, um, even meal, a full meal or anything, cheese, vegetable on the market is a, a, such a Parisian experience. And uh, you can definitely buy the freshest product in a, on the market and uh, doing a picnic, uh, bring a basket and doing a picnic either along the Seine or in the um, Tuileries garden next to the Louvre. Or even on the some famous bridges, like uh, Pont des Arts. It's like bridge of art. You can just do a picnic on the bridge. And many Parisians do it, so it's not at all strange to do. Actually, this is a, such a Parisian experience. We love it. And after so many years, we, we did so much picnic, and we go to market several times per week, and we still enjoy this experience.
0: Yeah, that, that's amazing. And Nikki, just talking to you and, and hearing... All these different tips for for Paris just brings back so many wonderful memories. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what's the best way for them to reach you if they have questions about Paris or about the festival that you have that's coming up?
1: Again, I am Nikki Wong. Actually, I came to France more than 10 years ago, and I did an MBA in in France. Uh, I worked more than 10 years in finance. I also followed the, the art history courses. I followed some design management courses. So I, I always keep my hobby, my passion, my interest in the creative world. I used to write for a Chinese press, some English press as well about lifestyle in Paris. So that's how I accumulate more and more knowledge of Paris. And also thanks to my finance job, I used to travel. Two weeks per month. So I'm a world traveler. I'm traveled to I think 35 countries already. So eventually I accumulate a lot of knowledge about travel and not of knowledge about Paris. So eventually I just think maybe if I ask myself what I want to do for the next 10 years. I want to make a change. So in 2018, I quit my job in finance, created the agency, The Ways Beyond, with my boyfriend. So this is an agency who creates a cultural experience in
0: Paris. That sounds amazing. Now, can you tell the answer also about the festival that you have planned coming up?
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you for mentioning the festival we are organizing. Actually, we as the WIS Beyonds, also together with uh, another agency called Beyond Romania, together with the students from Sorbonne University, we are creating a virtual guided tour festival on the 20th of March 2021. So in um, a little bit more than two months time. This will be a festival of virtual guided tour and we connect the tour guide worldwide to give you the tour of many different destinations. And this is free of charge. It's completely free. We will encourage some donation because all the donation we will collect will go to a charity organization who realize the dreams of very sick children. Why we do this is because I feel like it's been a year that people cannot travel, but the people who work in travel, they work for passion, they work for joy, they work for curiosity. So we are still here. So we should remind people that we should keep dreaming, we should keep connecting to each other, and we should keep exploring the world, maybe in a different way. And also to show that the tour guide, although they don't have lost of job, but they still have that eager to share their destination with the whole world. So it's just, in another way, we want to contribute something. We want to keep that contact with our audience, with the traveler, who unfortunately still cannot travel freely. So that's basically why we decided to organize this festival of virtual guided tour. The name of the festival is called Travel From Home.
0: Well, we'll definitely link to that in the, in the show notes, and I applaud you for putting that together. We'll make sure to spread the, the word as much as we can, because it sounds like such a wonderful cause. So thanks again for coming on the show, Nikki. We look forward to seeing you when we travel there.
1: Thank you, Lee, for having me, and hope to see you very soon in Paris.
0: What an awesome conversation with Nikki. I can't wait to visit Paris again. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Paris. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash Acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we head to Dallas, Texas to speak with my new friend Harry Hall, the author of This Used to be Dallas. Harry and I talk about the Texas State Fair, the JFK Sixth Floor Museum, and Debellum. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.